1: Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. In a quick moment, we will be joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Kurlich. He's going to go in-depth on the Buckeye Bash, the recruit-led event this past weekend to kick off the Big Ten season as recruits converged on Columbus to check out the campus, to check out Ohio State. They weren't able to actually get into the stadium, weren't able to go out on the stands and and check out the game. Uh, But this was another example of recruits taking matters into their own hands and being proactive during this recruiting dead period where no in-person visits are allowed. Bill has been in this industry for over 30 years, so he's also going to give us some knowledge on how recruiting has changed Over the years, with Ohio State chasing Alabama at the top of the composite team recruiting rankings, there are a couple big fish out there. So we're going to get Bill's thoughts on JT Tuimoloao, the five-star defensive lineman from the state of Washington, as well as five-star wide receiver Emeka Egbuka, also from the state of Washington. But before we get to Bill, let's begin with the kickoff. (whistles) You were able to see it live on CBS Sports HQ, five-star defensive back Ja'Quincy McKinstry announcing his commitment to the Alabama Crimson Tide as Alabama continues to build on the nation's number one recruiting class. McKinstry is a five-star recruit, the number 24 overall prospect in the country for this 2021 recruiting cycle and number one nationally among cornerbacks in the class. So Alabama has some beef up front with five-star offensive tackles Tommy Brockemeyer and J.C. Latham. They've got Damon Payne, the five-star defensive tackle from the state of Michigan. They've got a dynamic edge rusher who is making a push for five-star status. That would be Dallas Turner out of the state of Florida. Also in the Sunshine State, they've got five-star wide receiver Ja'Cory Brooks, and now we're adding McKinstry to that mix as the elite continue to recruit at an elite level. It's a heavyweight fight at the top of the recruiting rankings, Alabama number one, Ohio State number two. The Crimson Tide just landed a big blow this past weekend. Can the Buckeyes make a push? Joining us now on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is Bill Kurulik. He covers Ohio State recruiting for BuckNuts.com, our Ohio State website on the 24-7 Sports Network. He's been doing this for 30-plus years covering the Buckeyes and the Big Ten. Bill, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing?
2: Doing well, Blair. And that 30-plus years, it's 33, 34 that means one
1: thing, I'm really old. I mean. <laughs> oh, come on. You, you still got a lot of time left in you. I could, I could sense it. Now, that you, you've done this forever, right? And I feel like you're one of the pioneers in, in this industry. And obviously, you're, you're nationally recognized for, for your work and what you've done over the years. But this year specifically, the 2021 recruiting cycle is as unique as ever. What was it like for you to, to have some big tech? And football back on the screen this past weekend?
2: Well, um, first I'd start by saying, uh, when you said I've done this for a long time, um, when I started doing this, I think they were using stone tablets <laughs> and to, to put the information in, but uh, it has been a long time. And it has been, you know, a first in, in 34 years, obviously, we, we've never not had a big 10 season, like it looked like there wasn't going to be, and there wasn't for a while. So that was a first. And um, to to say the least that the Ohio state Buckeye nation was just up in arms. I mean, (laughs) football in Ohio and in Ohio state is, is, is king. And it was very hard in that you know, you, if you're in Ohio, you saw uh, other schools, Cincinnati, for instance, Playing football while your team is not, and that's a little hard to understand. Um, we had eight very successful weeks of high school football here in Ohio before Ohio State uh, really played their first game, and that's kind of seems kind of crazy too. But um, you know, lo and behold, getting it back this past weekend was still a little strange in that you don't expect Ohio stadium to have basically zero fans in it in my lifetime. That's, that's really never happened. Um, So that was a little strange, but I think the bottom line is most of Buckeye nation is just plain glad to have football back.
1: Yeah, and and speaking selfishly, it's, it's awesome for me on the West Coast to be able to wake up, roll out of bed, 9 a.m. kickoff for some of these games, and then we get college football throughout the day on, on the West Coast. And, you know, obviously, I feel like there was a an ingredient missing for those first six or seven weeks of the college football season without the Big Ten. Now the only Power 5 conference yet to take the field is the Pac-12. They'll be hitting the field in a couple of weeks. But, Bill, there was a a big event. Uh, on Ohio State's campus, organized by Ohio State recruits. They called it the Buckeye Bash. Now, we've had the Sooner Summit uh, earlier in this recruiting cycle. Georgia and their recruits had an event as well. LSU had an event. Uh, I, I know USC, speaking with Greg Biggins, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports a few weeks ago, a a, a few of the USC commits organized a a recruit-led event, and and we were kind of fighting to hopefully get it named the the Fight on Fiesta, but the Buckeye Bash has a great ring to it, and and obviously Ohio State was able to, you know, have some recruits on campus in an unofficial manner, self-organized during this recruiting dead period.
2: Yeah, it, uh, it, was a th- it was kind of uh, birthed, so to speak, uh, by Ohio State's five-star defensive end, Jack Sawyer, who is a local kid. He lives probably 30 minutes down the road from Ohio State in uh, Pickerington. He goes to Pickerington North High School. Um, and he committed early to Ohio State, and he kind of got the idea, you know, seeing some of the other schools, like you mentioned, Blair, doing what they were doing, the Sooner, Sooner Summit and all of getting all the high state commitments together and, uh, you know, what better way they thought or getting as many commitments as they could together, what better way they thought than to do it in conjunction with the first game, which was this past weekend. So it started out, they kind of just joked about the idea. And then as, um, as time moved on a little bit, Jack Sawyer and another five-star commitment running back Travion Henderson and, and a few others, you know, really thought, well, let's not joke about this. Let's get it done and they did. You know, they got a little over half of their commitments on campus this past weekend. Uh, Would have been more except that um, some of the kids had games. For instance, Donovan Jackson from Texas had a game on Friday night and was just not going to be able to make it. And uh, a top Ohio player is another example. He had a game on Friday night, but bad weather canceled that game and moved it to Saturday, so he could not make it. So uh, their Australian punter was not able to make it, as you probably expect. That's going to be kind of a hard journey to make for. Uh,
1: Why didn't he make that twenty-hour trip?
2: Yeah, for uh, for twenty hours in Columbus or whatever. So, <laughs> um, but they did. Like I said, they got about they had about a half dozen kids out of their twenty commitments, and um, they they had a great time this weekend. It was you know mostly on Saturday. Uh, they weren't able to go to the game, obviously, but. Uh, Jack Sawyer's parents rented a bus to drive them around in. They got to see a lot of things. And for some few of the kids, that's the first time they've ever been on the Ohio State campus. Travion Henderson committed to Ohio State having never even been on campus. And up until uh, this weekend, that remained the case. He had never been on campus. So it was a good time for all of them. And and they also had one uncommitted prospect, a, a rather important one, the country's number two safety, Derek Davis, was on campus, too. Again, an official visit. And his decision almost certainly is going to come down, in my opinion, to Ohio State or Penn State. And getting him back on campus is good. Now, he, on the other hand, has been to Ohio State close to 10 times. Um, his, his dad played for Cleveland Glenville, the famous program in Ohio. And it's going to be interesting to see now what happens between Ohio State and Penn State with, with Derek Davis.
1: We're joined by Bill Curlick. He is the Ohio State football recruiting guru for 24-7 Sports, bucknut.com. Some of us call him the Dean of Ohio State football recruiting. We'll be right back here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast with more from
3: Bill. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, Back on the
1: 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, I am Blair Angulo, joined by Bill Kurlik. You can follow him on Twitter at Bill underscore Kurlik, K-U-R-E-L-I-C. we got to get you past 25K followers, Bill. Uh, I know you mentioned it earlier uh, with, you know, writing on the, on the stone tablets and, and the chisel and, and, you know, kind of getting the wheel churning. How much has recruiting changed with social media? I mean, you've been in this game forever.
2: Yeah, it, it really has changed dramatically. Um, you know, when I first started, it was uh, everything was pretty much done uh, with, with ink, so to speak. You know, you you had your print publications and the newspapers, of course. Um, the only other really uh, thing that was big in those days was was and this again was the old days the, the nine hundred number, the recruiting hotlines, nine hundred numbers of of which I had one and you know, that was really it in those days. And, you know, to see where things have come now with the social media and the Twitter and the podcast and everything, it's it's just been a a world of difference and kind of makes me wonder, I I won't be doing it for another uh, 20 or 30 years, certainly, but what it's going to be like at that point.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be. I mean, I feel I've I've been doing this for about a decade, and and I feel like it's changed dramatically in those ten years. So you know, you you think ahead, maybe five to ten years, especially with everything that's going on with the name, image, and likeness, and how recruits are are getting edits and graphics made for for their social media, and how players are branding and marketing themselves. I think it's 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 definitely going in kind of in that direction where every recruit's going to be accessible uh from a from a social media platform and be, maybe be a bit more approachable to to the fan base you know, because the fans are the ones that drive uh, recruiting and they, and they have been able to drive the interest in, you know, who's next. So, you know, obviously I, I think Ohio State right now with the number two class in the country, trying to continue to build on that. We're going to get uh, in, in a little bit to kind of get your thoughts on a few other big fish that are out there for the Buckeyes. But one prospect that didn't make it to Buckeye Bash that had been planning to for a while was five-star offensive tackle Tristan Lee. He is the number one available offensive lineman in the country.
2: Yeah, and before I address Tristan Lee, um, as you spoke about that, Blair, uh, I want to loop back on one thing. One of the biggest changes, you know, back when I started, um, talking to prospects and prospects, recruits, talking to coaches, In those days, it was actually talking to them either in person or on the telephone, which in those days uh, wasn't even a cell phone. It was a rotary dial telephone. And if you said you talked to a player or if the player told you that they talked to the coaches, it had to be one of those two things, either in person or on the phone. Um, Now, you know, talking includes you text with them, you message with them, uh, you FaceTime with them you know there's so many more ways to quote talk to recruits or recruits talk to coaches that that's probably one of the biggest differences now than say um 30 25 30 years ago but and, and um, i
1: feel like that has in a way even elevated how much recruiting is is i want to say mainstream right because i feel like Uh, before the the schools that were at the top of the game, at the top of college football, maybe had a bit more advantage because of their prestige, because of the pool. You know, if Ohio State was calling you, you were picking up the phone, right? And and now any recruit could could speak to any group of five school. You know, everyone kind of has that accessibility. And uh, I I do feel like it's not only cast a, a wider net for recruits, but it's also elevated recruiting in terms of uh, making it uh, harder, I feel like. I feel like everyone's in the game now.
2: Yeah, and uh, it, it really is a, is a lot different. There's, there's no question about it. But getting back then to your question of Tristan Lee, uh, he and his younger brother Aiden, who is a top 2023 offensive lineman that Ohio State has also offered a scholarship, Those two and their mother um, were were going to come up to Ohio State this past weekend and be part of the Buckeye Bash. Ohio State is one of the schools he's still considering. Um, They weren't able to make it. Um, His mother didn't feel quite well, and his father uh, had to work, and so they they couldn't make the trip up here this past weekend to Columbus. And, um, you know, they they certainly uh, had planned to be here. It just didn't work out. Now, will it? eventually be rescheduled and work out, that remains to be seen. I I don't know that it will necessarily. I'm not saying it will not for sure, but I'm not – at this point, nothing's scheduled. So um, right now, high State has three offensive linemen in their class. They have Donovan Jackson from Texas, who's just an incredible prospect. And they have two very good prospects in Ben Crispin from Ohio, who I went to see play on Friday night. And then they also have Zen Nahalski, who I think is, is a really up-and-coming offensive line for Indiana. And, and my feeling right now is that that's probably going to be the trio. Uh, I think they're going to most likely uh, stick with three offensive linemen, and, and those will be the three that they ultimately end up signing.
1: Ohio State right now number two in the composite team recruiting rankings behind only Alabama. The Buckeyes have four five-star prospects, but they want to add a few more. Tristan Lee obviously is in that mix, but you've got JT Tuimoloao, the number one prospect in the twenty-four top 24-7, and then you've got five-star Emeka Egbuka, the wide receiver out of the state of Washington. What's the latest that you've heard on those two? Because Ohio State has always been considered one, or if not the the favorite for both JT Tuimoloao and Emeka Egbuka. And now that the Buckeyes have actually taken the field and that the Big Ten is playing this season, I feel like it's allowed them now to, to put a product on the field and continue to make their push. Yeah,
2: and I think um, Ohio State has a very legitimate chance of landing those two, adding those two to the class. Uh, in J.T. kuibo Al's case, I, I think ultimately his decision will come down to Ohio State or Alabama. At least that's the way I, I look at it right now. I think those are the two most likely uh, destinations for him. Uh, I, I would give Ohio state, uh, well, I'd pretty much say it's dead even right now, uh, pretty close between the two Ohio state and Alabama. And I, you know, I, I have him right now, crystal ball to Ohio state, but again, that one really, I think could go either way in the case of a Mecca I also have him crystal ball to Ohio state right now, but, um, Oklahoma is a very real possibility for him. I feel, I think, um, in the end, it'll probably be down to those two schools for mecca. I don't like to uh, totally rule out Washington, um, but I, I tend to think it'll be Ohio State or Oklahoma for his services. And you know, you've got, as we talked about, Derek Davis. That I think it'll be Ohio State or Penn State. You know, those are three of the country's truly elite uh, prospects, and three of the few elite prospects still uncommitted. And if you're an Ohio State fan, you've got to be pretty happy in that Ohio State has a legitimate shot at all three of them.
1: Yeah, and especially with JT and Emeka taking their time and, and hoping to at some point be able to take visits next year if the recruiting uh, visits and, and in-person trips are allowed. And and obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on what the NCAA Division One Council decides to do. So I know Ohio State fans will be uh, very interested as well to kind of figure out whether those two will ever be able to get up to Columbus Bill, thank you so much for joining us on on the podcast. Continue to enjoy uh, the Big Ten football and and its return, and and here's to another 33 years.
2: My pleasure, Blair. You're certainly one of the best in the business and uh, always enjoy talking with you.
1: All right, I appreciate that, Bill. He is the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting. You can follow him on Twitter at Bill underscore curlick. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Everyone, enjoy your week.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...